Today in Science from Wired. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. A minimalist approach to the hunt for dark matter. In a new experiment, researchers looked for tiny flickers in the fundamental constants of nature. By Sophia Chen. Nothing is certain in life except death, taxes, and, a physicist might add, the values of the fundamental constants. These are quantities, such as the speed of light or the mass of the electron, which physicists have determined do not change over time throughout the universe. Or do they? Physicist Dionysios Antipas and his team have set up a green laser to beam through a small glass container of iodine gas at a laboratory at Johannes Gutenberg University of Mainz in Germany. By carefully studying the interaction of the light with the iodine, Antipas looks for hints that certain fundamental constants are changing, ever so slightly over time. We call them constants, in quotation marks, says Antipas. Crudely, you can think of the iodine molecule as two atoms attached by a spring. By shining light on the atoms at exactly the right frequency or color, the two atoms absorb the light to vibrate back and forth. Antipas tunes the laser's color to find this frequency, which depends on several fundamental constants. The mass of the iodine atom's nuclei, the mass of the electron, and the strength of the interaction between electric charges and the electromagnetic field, known as the fine structure constant. By measuring properties of the light that the molecules absorb, Antipas can determine whether fundamental constants change. To be sure, Antipas's team has not detected fundamental constants changing, but in a paper published in Physical Review Letters this July, they report just how much several constants do not change. Working with another team at Heinrich Heine University, Dusseldorf, they find that if the mass of the electron did change, it fluctuated by less than one part in 100 trillion, and the mass of the iodine atom's nucleus by less than 1 in 10 trillion. In addition, any fluctuations in fine structure constant are below one part in 100 trillion, says Antipas. The team searches for fluctuations in fundamental constants to look for dark matter, a mysterious substance that physicists estimate make up 85% of the matter in the universe. In 1933, the Swiss astrophysicist Fritz Zwicky observed galaxies that appeared to be spinning faster than their visible matter would allow. At those speeds, gravity dictates that the galaxies should fall apart, like pancake batter whipping off a hand mixer. He hypothesized that the galaxies were held together with a type of invisible material now called dark matter. Since then, researchers have made many more observations supporting the existence of dark matter. 
We actually know the dark matter density near Earth within a factor of three from its gravitational effect, says Julia Gerlein of Brookhaven National Laboratory, who is not involved with the experiment. We just don't know what dark matter is made of. Physics theory predicts that certain hypothesized types of dark matter interact with electrons and other particles to cause some fundamental constants to fluctuate over time. But because the team did not find any fluctuations, they can rule out dark matter particles with particular properties of a certain mass. Their results are consistent with the findings of other experiments, says Gerline. In particular, Antipas's team uses their experiment to search for a class of dark matter known as ultralight dark matter. At its heaviest, an ultralight dark matter particle is still about a trillion times lighter than an electron. According to quantum mechanics, all matter has particle-like and wave-like qualities, with larger objects typically harboring more particle-like qualities and smaller ones more wave-like qualities. When people talk about ultralight dark matter, what they mean is that the dark matter is more like a wave, says physicist Catherine Zurich of the California Institute of Technology, who was not involved in the experiment. Like all other dark matter experiments so far, Antipas's search hasn't found anything. However, their absence of a discovery does help constrain the properties of dark matter as the experiment shows what dark matter is not. In addition, the team's approach is distinctive compared to better-known dark matter experiments, which search for particles known as WIMPs, that's weakly interacting massive particles. Those experiments commonly involve collaborations of 100 scientists or more, and the detectors have dramatic engineering requirements. For example, the LZ detector in South Dakota contains 7 tons of liquid xenon, a rare element found in the atmosphere at less than one part per 10 million. To shield the detectors from unwanted radiation, physicists station them in laboratories deep inside mountains or underground in former mines. In contrast, Antipas's entire experiment fits on a tabletop, and his collaboration consisted of 11 scientists. Looking for dark matter was actually a side project for his lab. They usually use the equipment to study the weak nuclear force in atoms, which is responsible for radioactive decay. This was a quick and interesting thing for us to do, says Antipas. We use these methods for other applications. Compared to WIMP detectors, the tabletop experiments are simple and cost-effective, says Gerlein. Over the past decade or so, these tabletop approaches have become increasingly popular for dark matter searches, says Zurich. Physicists who first developed super-precise tools and lasers for studying and controlling single atoms and molecules looked for more ways to use their new machines. More people moved into the field, not as their primary discipline, but as a way of finding new creative applications for their measurements, says Zurich. They can repurpose their experiments to look for dark matter. In one notable example, physicists recast atomic clocks to look for dark matter instead of for timekeeping. These precise machines, which do not lose or gain a second over millions of years, rely on the energy levels of atoms, which are determined from interactions between their nuclei and electrons that depend on the fundamental constants. Similar to Antipas' experiment, these researchers looked for dark matter by measuring the atoms' energy levels precisely to search for changes in the values of fundamental constants. They didn't find any. But these relatively minimalist experiments won't replace more conventional dark matter experiments, as the two kinds are sensitive to different hypothetical types and masses of dark matter. Theorists have hypothesized a variety of dark matter particles whose masses range more than 75 orders of magnitude, says Gerlein. At the lightest, the particles could be more than a quadrillion times lighter than even the ultralight dark matter Antipas is looking for. The heaviest dark matter candidates are actually astrophysical objects as large as black holes.
Unfortunately for physicists, their experiments have not offered any hints that make one mass range more likely than others. This tells us we have to look everywhere, says Gerlein. With so few leads, dark matter hunters need all the reinforcements they can get. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.